Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Well, 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 before we dive in, I got to give it up to our show sponsors. You guys know that I produce this show for free, but we've got two show sponsors that I got to shout out. And the first one is Jobber. Um, So you guys have heard me talk about this probably quite a bit. We call Jobber the brain of our business because it literally handles everything from getting leads to doing quotes to scheduling jobs to completing jobs, sending invoices, and even collecting payments. So if you are like me and you're looking for a simple solution that you can have your service business run on, uh, I went out and sampled like four or five different customer relationship management systems and Jobber was the most simple one I found and we've been with them now for three years and haven't looked back since. So I've hooked you guys up here in the show notes. You get a free trial with Jobber as well as getting 20% off for six months with them. So definitely be a few hundred dollars of savings there for you. And the second show sponsor to shout out is Nice Job. Okay, so we've been with Nice Job now over a year and they've really skyrocketed our Google reviews. And so I like to say, if you're performing a really high level of service, Nice Job is literally just going to be your megaphone that's going to shout it out locally in your community uh, within your industry and tell people how awesome you are and how great the service is that you're doing. So if you do slap and dash pretty crappy service, don't bother looking into Nice Job. But if you're like, man, we do such a good job, I want to have an automated way I can collect reviews from my customers that go right to my Google My Business, then Nice Job is going to be the one for you. I've linked them up in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for watching, and I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with you. What is going on today, guys? It is Dave Mormon coming at you live with another episode here on Home Service Business Coach. As the title says, you know, it kind of goes without saying what we're going to be talking about today, which is there is no set one silver bullet for success. Okay. So there's no quick hack. There's no one thing that you can do today that will just, you know, explode the growth of your business and make things suddenly a whole lot easier for you. Okay. So this comment I'm saying kind of flies in the face of today's culture and society where we are living in a time of human history where generally people are looking for like the quick fix, right? We're looking for the quick hit to give us six packs abs. We're looking for the one thing to eat, the one hack, the one diet to suddenly make us healthy. Like we're always looking for like a way around the thing. But sometimes in business, there is no one thing to get around the thing. Uh, I've been now in home services for 13 years, and I can tell you there's no like one quick thing to basically get out from doing the work, the grind, the groundwork of just putting in your time to build your business up to where it can hopefully run 
uh, without you, the owner, being needed in every single facet of the business. Okay, so I don't want to come at you today in this new season of like, ah, this is pessimistic. What a way to start the new year. But I think it's important to be realistic with what it actually takes to build a business. And also keep in mind that, you know, it's very contrary building a business properly in this methodical thought out way, it's very contrary to what we see now on social media, right? You can go through one scroll on your newsfeed and you're going to see like people posting their highlight reel, right? Like, oh, look at, look at me. Like this happens actually a lot. in like all these pressure washing groups is like someone spends like $4 and 56 cents on a Facebook ad. And we got like a $1,300 job, right? And like everybody cheers and it's like so cool, but always kind of seeing the thing behind the thing. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just a little bit skeptical of like, can we actually create a pattern around that? Or is that just kind of one quick advertisement that yielded a job, right? I'd be more interested in seeing what are the ads that you've done that haven't worked, right? And how much ad spend are you actually putting in? Because like, people will advertise these quick little screenshots of their Facebook ads account and kind of show the success. But again, we're not really seeing like the work that went into that. And we're not seeing like the full picture of the time that the ads actually failed. Okay, so again, don't want this to be too negative. But I want this to be very, a very realistic wake up call for you. Just knowing that there is no one in your market, your state, your country, or in this world that has this one way where they can just print money thing after thing after thing. It takes hard work and it takes dedication. Okay, So from my perspective, when I was growing my cleaning company very quickly in our early years, I, for like three years straight, worked six days a week, not cleaning the thing and you know, necessarily doing quotes and hiring. Like, yeah, I was doing all that. But the big time that I spent, the high values time that I spent on my business was actually building out hundreds of systems for how it could run without me. So every time something happened more than once in my business, I would go and make a system around it. Okay. And that's hard work. And it's not always glamorous work. And I didn't always feel like doing it. But I knew that it was the unsexy work that would move the needle on this business and kind of take it to a place where I wanted it to be. Okay, so I'm being very clear. There's no one thing. Social media is people's highlight reel. Um, and, you know, there, there's no one that's got this one hack that suddenly makes building your business any easier. Okay. Literally, like being an entrepreneur should be synonymous with being extremely resilient. Okay. You're always taking two steps forward and then tracking back one step. And the path to success is never exactly linear. You know, there's that one diagram online on the internet where success people think it's this linear shot you know straight up to the right and up in the graph but it's actually extremely squiggly like yeah it has an upward trend but it's actually like quite squiggly um full of twists and turns so just a very important distinction to make as we start this new year you're not missing out you're not having fomo there's not one thing that's going to suddenly you know skyrocket this thing to the stratosphere now having said that there are still things we can actually do 
to really grow this business, right? And it's my firm belief that as a business owner, you actually need to get really good at doing like seven to 10 things within your business, okay? So I'll just kind of rattle off a few of them. As a business owner, you gotta get very good at um, knowing your numbers, okay? So you gotta get pretty good at finances. It doesn't mean you need to love bookkeeping and accounting, but you need, I mean that you need to know the numbers in your business, right? If you're going out today to do a thousand dollar job and you're sending your crew in to do that, you gotta know exactly generally how long it's gonna take them, how much materials are gonna be, how much the labor is gonna be. And then you also need to be hyper aware of the back end costs of your business, right? How much is insurance? How much is rent? What are you spending in marketing? How much fuel are you spending for the washers, for the vehicle? How much is vehicle insurance? Like all these things you gotta know so that you can predict what your net profit margin is gonna be at the end of the day. Okay, so that's just one of the things. Two, you gotta get really good at sales, right? We're constantly selling in person uh, for sales appointments and also as you recruit what I call your internal customers, you're actually gonna be recruiting them uh, as well. So you are in this state of sales mode, right? You can't be a successful entrepreneur and like really suck at sales, right? It's gonna be very difficult. Three, I mentioned you gotta be incredibly resilient, right? You're, you're constantly dealing with problems. Like in my business, there's probably a problem every day that needs to get uh, dealt with. Now, having said that, there is a buffer for me in my business in that uh, I have two managers, one in the office and one running our production teams that can generally field like I'd say 85% of the problems on those ones that are maybe a little bit more complex or they need some help. I don't mind jumping in and helping solve problems, but you know, when you can have a, a, a level of management between um, you and your field team, that's what's really gonna give you some breathing room um, in this business. And so, you know, it, it just really does come down to being resilient. And if you're in business right now for any less than five years in your company, it the first three years especially, I've said this before, it's just a full on sprint where you are constantly needed in your business. But as you graduate to generally years four, five, six, you can hopefully be at a revenue level that's sufficient where you can put a manager or two in place. And typically what we find in services such as um, pressure cleaning and painting, usually that's around kind of like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars uh, per year in revenue, you can kind of have this like right hand person help to kind of run your field teams and help maybe with some office support, um, just to give you some breathing room. Okay. A few other skills you got to get really good at marketing. You got to really know uh, your customer acquisition costs. You got to know your conversion ratios. You got to know how much you're paying for a lead. Again, you don't need to sit on Facebook, uh, your Facebook ads account all day, but you do need to generally know how the marketing is going to work in your business. And I haven't even touched on operations yet, and I don't talk about that a whole lot, but you need to be quite organized as a, as a business owner in this industry and, and really know kind of what's going on. But when it comes to operations, like it's usually not the problem of the listeners of this podcast that you're not great at doing the thing, right? It's usually the other way around. Like you're a great painter, you're great at cleaning windows, you're great at pressure washing, but you kind of suck at knowing your numbers and selling with the sales process and hiring people and creating visions and org charts and core values and all that stuff that I really am really passionate about and love to teach uh, my, my members of my program, get to teach them how to do those things. So those are just a few things that you got to get good at as you grow this business. 
but for kind of transitioning, the one thing I really wanted to discuss on this podcast was there is no one quick tip to success. And, you know, the beauty of building a business really lies in the, the unsexiness, non-glamorous, long tail marketing strategies. Okay. And so the one that I really want to bring to your attention here without further ado is the ability to be able to build your brand. Okay. So build your brand. That's kind of the unsexy part of the business. A lot of business owners actually kind of stray away from this because we don't really love to do it. We'd rather do the cleaning or the painting or the plumbing work or the electrical work or whatever needs to get done. But I can promise you, if you put in time now to build your brand, your future self is going to thank you. Okay, so what do I mean when I say build your brand? Okay, so I'll give you an example here. So you could go out today and contract a local photographer to come out and take pictures of you and your team, okay? You may not have ever thought of this before, but you could get a good photographer in your area for three, 400 bucks to come out for a few hours and take like 100 pictures of you and your team. You're then going to have photos of your team. Now, you might think, well, what am I gonna do with that? Well, you've instantly got content now for social media, you can be posting regularly, you can redo your website with fresh content, you can um, uh, even have these photos for like attracting new team members next year, right? If you're looking to hire two to three people, you're gonna need to have some really good online job ads that really speak to that person who's looking at your position. And people wanna join a culture and a brand and a business that's actually going somewhere. They don't wanna join you know, Bucket Bob's window cleaning in a really old beat up pickup and like no sense of brand. Okay. So like when you have those photos that excites people to want to work in your company, right? You've got pictures to update on your LinkedIn. You can update your Google My Business. You can have a professional looking website now for your, for your uh, prospective clients. And so it's like this three or $400 investment in your brand is now paying itself off many times over. Okay, so that's just one example what I mean of building your brand. So if you go out today and you book a local photographer to come out, say, next week, it's not that suddenly next week, by the time you get your gallery, you're going to have your phone ringing off the hook. And that's why people don't do it, right? Because we're looking for this one strategy. Like, Dave, what's the one thing I got to do to go get work? Like, when you sell in this desperate um, mindset, nobody wants to actually work with you, right? People don't want to be sold to. People want to buy. You've heard that quote, people want to buy. They don't want to be sold to. And so it's really important to keep in mind that what are the things today that may not be very glamorous, I'm not going to see a payoff for them for some time, but that my future self will thank you, thank me for, okay? So look at what you can do in the next few months that you in three years, you'll look back and be like, man, I'm glad that I did that, okay? I'll give you one more example just to drive home this point. So another one would be looking at wrapping your vehicles that actually visit 
customer's home. Okay. So let's say you've got a junk removal company. You're going to get your truck wrapped with your junk removal services and make it look really professional. Okay. So what, what kind of needs to happen first before you go and purchase that wrap is you need to actually have a really nice logo that I could look at it and be like, okay, cool. I got the gist in two seconds. I know what this company does and, and kind of the services that they perform. Okay. So assuming you've got that in place, a solid vehicle wrap could run you three to four thousand US dollars. Okay, it's not a small amount of money to buck up, but it is one that will build your brand over the long term. Okay, so let me tell you a short story about this, how I kind of screwed this up. When I was running my business um, three, four years ago before we got into vehicle wrapping, I would outfit all of our trucks for, you know, $150 because I would get three sets of magnets on Vistaprint. I'd have one on my vehicle and then on our two crews at the time, I just had these cheap vehicle magnets on them, right? And I thought that is a great way to tell the world cost effectively who we are. Well, guess what? When you're driving with a vehicle magnet, you kind of look like this rinky dink business, like not very professional. Okay. So I'm not saying go out and buy like a $50,000 truck setup. You don't need that. You can go get, you know, a pre-owned van for $7,000 and put a wrap on it for three grand and the thing's going to look almost brand new. Okay. So if I could go back in time, I would have wrapped my vehicle sooner because now that we've been doing it for three, four years, I can literally tell you if you wrap one vehicle, you're going to get jobs from that pretty instantly. And I would so much as guarantee that wrap would pay for itself within three to six months. That would be my guess. But quite honestly, I'm working with people in my coaching program. I've got them to go get their um, van wrapped and it's already paid for itself within the first few weeks. Okay. So that's not always normal, but you can be quite confident the thing will pay for itself. And here's the best part. When you grow your brand to four, five, six trucks in your local areas, we have, you get literally jobs coming in every single week because people are just seeing your vehicle and they're either seeing it for the first time and they're like, yep, I need that. I'm going to call in. But that's not usually the case. Usually the case is I've seen your vehicles everywhere. And now this most recent time I saw it at the grocery store, I know I have five minutes. I can actually go on your website and place a quote request or I can call into your office and get my cleaning needs taken care of. Okay. So that'd be another one of like, ah, Dave, am I spending three grand this week? Well, if you've got a good brand and a good logo, and you're going to do this for the next few years, absolutely, I would go and wrap your vehicle because it's not just that perceived value of a professional brand. It's also going to bring you more jobs as you drive around the town that things going to pay for itself. I'll just put it this way. I've had yet to talk to a home service business owner that has a good brand that's went with a full vehicle wrap that has not yet recouped their investment, okay? So it's kind of like a no-brainer. It should be near the top of your marketing list, having an amazing website, having a Google My Business page, and having your vehicles wrapped. Like those are kind of like basic floor, you know, basic bar to jump over marketing type of initiatives, okay? So those would be two things I would look at and think, hey, what will my future self thank me for that I did this week or this month? Okay. And so if I could talk back to myself in 2016, I'd say, man, when you have the money, just go wrap your, your vans right away. And obviously 
you might be listening and thinking, oh, it's so easy when you got money in the bank. Well, I understand when you're growing a business, there's all these things that require your cash. Sometimes a vehicle wrap, you need to put, you know, put it on ice and wait a little bit. I just wish I made it a little bit more of a top priority because now that I've been doing it for a few years, it's like a no brainer when we get a new vehicle. Uh, I would put that almost on a credit card, to be honest. That's how confident I am that it would go and get um, jobs uh, fairly quickly within your business, okay? So I want to kind of wrap it up and just encourage you as you build out your home service business, just find me talking to you right now and find some peace and security in the fact that none of your competitors are doing one thing that's going to blow past you, okay? If you're getting passed by your competition, I guarantee you they're doing five or six of those things I said earlier in this talk. They're doing those things better than you, okay? Maybe they're better at recruiting people. Maybe they've done a better job um, creating vision within their team. Um, maybe they do a better job building team culture. Maybe their sales process is better. Maybe their pricing is actually higher than yours and they're attracting higher quality clients, therefore having more gross margin that they can actually afford to pay their team extremely well and do these fun uh, events within their team. Okay, So there's always a story behind the story. And if you're building this business over 10 years, you cannot lose with putting in time and putting money and resources into growing your brand, okay? And so the last thing I'll say to that is think of your brand as a, a, a business that's going to succeed over the long term. And don't be rattled when people say, hey, Bucket Bob or Larry Ladder or Squeegee Steve can do it for $300 less. I would say, Mr. Homeowner, go take that deal all day, but just know I'm building my brand over 10 years and I'm looking for customers that I want to have a long-term relationship with that I can take care of their cleaning needs every single spring, every single fall, uh, and have this long-term relationship. For me as a homeowner, I'm not interested in getting a cheap deal. I want to vet that contractor and say, I'm in this house for 10 years. Are you going to be around for 10 years? Awesome. You're my guy. I want you to take care of this, this, and this at these times in the year. I want to set it and forget it. And I'm not going to go shop around to try to save a couple hundred bucks, right? When you get to a place in your life, you get so busy, it's not worth going out and price shopping. So I'm more looking who's the local brand, who's got great Google reviews, and who's going to be around for 10 years. A friend of mine calls it a who's to blame factor, right? He says, I'd rather go with a legit company because there's a who's to blame factor, right? You you better believe there's like a 30 or 40% premium for that because I'm getting someone who's going to be around for the long term, okay? So don't just think that all consumers are like you. So don't, you've heard it before, don't sell with your own wallet in mind, right? It's not always just about the cheapest price, okay? So to wrap up, guys, as we move forward in this next season, um, you can expect still these weekly podcasts, but I got a little announcement for you. Um, they are going to tend to be a little bit shorter and a little bit punchier and more impactful because I want you to tune in for these episodes for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and actually get one very clear takeaway of like, oh, that's insightful. I can take that and put that right into my business. And as you guys know, I don't do... Um, this podcast, I do, I do it for free. And so all that I ask is that you subscribe and that you leave me a five out of five review on Apple podcasts. And to those of you who've already done that, 
honestly means the world to me as it helps get the messaging out to help more people. Uh, it's my heart and my goal that I'm going to be able to help home service business owners take the skills that they already have and actually teach them the business skills, how to properly run a business and therefore change their business and change their life. That is the goal, my vision that I'm after with this thing. So I very much appreciate you listening. I'm looking forward to this new season together with you and you can continue to expect a ton of value from these episodes. So take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode.